Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Good morning. Happy New Year. I am so glad that you are here and that we get to spend this time today. Hey, Happy New Year. Uh, We're starting this new year off right. We are doing a new series that uh, I'm really, I'm so excited to share about, to preach and dive in. I really believe that it will speak to your today, but that this will be something that you'll be able to use 30 years down the road as well. Um, And I believe as we dive into God's word and the truth, it will really equip you to go through life and to to really walk in all that God has for you. So I'm really looking forward to it. The series that we're doing, we're calling uh, Valleys and Peaks. Valleys and Peaks. Like... Life is full of valleys and peaks, highs and lows. If you've lived for any amount of time, you will have experienced some highs and some low points. Uh, There are great victories and there are also some great discouragements or hurts. And this past year, you probably have experienced some times in the valley and also some times of peak. And if you're, if you're watching today and you're like, yeah, this past year I did experience some valleys. I did experience some peaks. Why don't you just write in the comments? Yep, I did. Why not give me emoji like little praise hand up saying, yeah, I, I did. But this year, can I say this? Is that it will have its times of peaks and valleys. But I believe there is a way in which we can walk uh, and, and we can walk through the highs and the lows of life. Uh, and in this series, we're going to be going through and explore from a biblical perspective how we can journey through the valleys and peaks of life and not get hung up or distracted by the peaks and highs of life and not get taken out or discouraged or bogged down by the lows and valleys, but that we can continue to press on into that upward call that God has for you. You know, peaks or high highs of life, they're not the goal of life. Valleys, the low points most definitely are not the goal of life, but rather I think it's who you're walking with through the highs and the lows, the peaks and the valleys of life. And that is Jesus because every single person was designed to do life, not alone, not to do peaks, not to do valleys alone, but to do it with him. Hey, so today that was just me introing into the message series. I know, but this is today. I want to talk to you about this message. It is really, it has lit me up in the inside. And uh, actually God spoke this to me uh, months ago when I was, uh, when I was in Canmore in the mountains. But the title of my message today is this. It's give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Caleb in the Bible, he said those words. He said, give me this mountain. 
When the Israelites had taken the promised land, under the leadership of Joshua, they had defeated 31 kings, uh, taken the promised land. And at this time, they were dividing up the promised land between the, the tribes, the 12 tribes. Now, Caleb, he was not a tribe himself. He was just a, a single guy, single dude. But he was part of the tribe of uh, Judah. But Caleb, in the midst of Joshua, dividing up the land, he said this to him. He said, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. In Joshua 14, 9, we find this account. So Moses swore that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance. This is Caleb speaking. And your children forever, because you have wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he, as he said, these 45 years, 45 years later, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was wandering in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet, I am, as yet I am strong this day as the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in the day how Anak uh, were, uh, were there and that the cities were great fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord has said. And Joshua blessed him after this long monologue of Caleb. But And, the, and Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron the, the place where the mountain was to Caleb, the, to, to Caleb as an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb. Isn't that good? Now, when Joshua was dividing the land, Caleb said, give me this mountain. What Caleb really was saying in there, you could also say, is give me the promise, the word that God had given to me. I want the promise that God has given to me. Because 45 years earlier from the point where he said that, God had given his word, his promise, that, the, that this land would be his. So, so Caleb's 85 now. He's just hitting his prime. And, and but 45 years earlier, he was 40 years old. And Caleb was standing on this mountain that he was saying, give me this mountain. Because at this time, Israel had just gotten out of slavery from Egypt. They came across the Red Sea and, and now they're on the cusp of the, the promised land, the land that God had promised. And Moses sends out 12 spies to spy out the land, see what's happening. And Caleb is one of those spies. So Caleb 
sees the land. He goes into the promised land, sees the very mountain that he's talking about later. He's the Heb- he sees Hebron, right? He sees the, the land that's flowing with milk and honey. There's grapes. They all come back. The spies come back and they say, listen, it is indeed a, a bountiful land. It is a good land. Like there it's flowing with milk and honey. It's prosperous, but there's a problem. There are inhabitants there. There are giants there. There are are strong fortified cities and the other spies who came who came back they said we cannot take them we there's no point in going in because they are too great we are like grasshoppers uh, compared to them but Caleb he actually had a different spirit and he said this we can take the land but he had a different spirit. In Numbers 13, 30, it says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. So the Israelites, they decided, We're not going in. We're not going into the promised land. And because of the disobedience to God, the whole generation didn't go in. Israel wandered the wilderness for 40 years. And only of that generation, the only people who went in was Joshua and Caleb. But in Deuteronomy 1, it talks about Caleb and how he had, and and what he said. Check this out. And the Lord heard the sound of the words and was angry and took an oath saying, surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. I love that name. Man, his dad's got a great name. He shall see it. And to him and his children I am giving the land on which he walked because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord. So a whole generation didn't get to go into the promised land, but Caleb would. God promised Caleb the land in which he walked on, the mountainous hilly area in which he walked on. Numbers 14, 24 says this, but my servant Caleb, because... This is so key because he had a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. So Caleb, he got a promise from God. He had a different spirit than the other spies. When the other spies said there are giants, Caleb saw that God would cause them to overcome. He saw that they could take the land. He had a different spirit. He had a spirit of faith, a trust in God. The the NLT, the New Living Translation puts it this way. It says in, in verse 24 again, it says, but my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He remained uh, loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. Love that. He had a different attitude than the others. 
Caleb had a different spirit and attitude than the other spies. He had an attitude and spirit of faith, trust in God, and knowing that God was with them. So Caleb's attitude and spirit gave, uh, and spirit of faith gave him a different perspective. He saw the obstacles as opportunities. Caleb had a can-do attitude because God was with him. He trusted God. And because he had a different spirit, a spirit of faith, a different attitude, he actually then was able to receive a promise from God because of that, that he would have the land that he would walk on. That land that he would walk in, later known as Hebron. So Caleb had a promise. But from the promise that Caleb got, when God gave it to him, saying, you will have this mountain, the land, and from when he said, give me this mountain, there were 45 years between the promise and between Caleb saying, give me this mountain. And in that time, Caleb experienced valleys and peaks. He experienced highs and lows in life. He experienced valleys wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. There were times where there was no water or lack of water. There were times where the generation that he would have grown up with now they're not going in with him because it, they, they were not allowed to. He saw his leader Moses not going in with them to the promised land. You know, uh, this is not a valley, but it is an irritant. A desert, man, uh, the wilderness, sand everywhere. But, you know, he's seeing his fellow Israelites rebelling against God and the consequences. And he's walking through that with them. And as well, once they're in the promised land, there's a valley. He's, they, they get defeated by, by AI. And in, this, in his life, he also sees great highs. He witnesses Jericho being crushed down. God pushing Jericho down after, as they shouted. He, he's part of 31 kings being defeated by the Israelites as they take the promised land. He's witnesses as the, the Israelites are fighting and the sun stands still so they can keep fighting and winning a war. He witnesses God's faithfulness as they go into the promised land and the waters of the Jordan are parted and they go across. But from the promise of God to when Caleb said that at the mountain was 45 years later and he experienced highs and lows of life. Yet, in experience the highs, the lows, and that time, Caleb held on to the promise from God, what God had said, he held on to what God had said through the valleys of life and through the peaks of life, through the lows of life and through the highs of life. The valleys didn't rob him of the promise, the time did not erode his trust in God's word. Peaks did not cause him to lose sight of what truly was the goal. Caleb held on to the word and promise that God had given him. Caleb held on to the promise and word that God had given him, not getting bogged down, hung up, 
But instead, he kept a different spirit and attitude as he went through the valleys and at the peaks of life. One of faith and trust in God. Trusting God through the highs and lows of his life. We see Caleb when he's at that mountain 45 years later. He has a spirit and attitude of faith. We see it because in how he speaks in that time. He speaks from the perspective, the attitude, and the spirit of faith. He says in Joshua 14, 12, Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. So he held on to the promise of the land that he walked on 45 years later. That was held on, maintained by a spirit of faith, a different spirit. It goes on, for you heard in the day how Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be, uh, it may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. So you hear Caleb's spirit. An attitude of faith in right in there. Because in that mountain that he's saying, give me that mountain, there are actually still some hostile inhabitants there. And at 85 years old, he's saying, I can drive them out. I will drive them out. Give me the promise that God had given me. God is with me and I will drive them out. I will win. He had confidence in the word and the promise of God. Give me this mountain. And Caleb did. He took the land. He took Hebron. He took the mountain. And we see in, jo in, in verse 13, Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron to Caleb and I want to go into here is that Caleb, he took Hebron, the mountain, because he followed the Lord. He had a spirit and attitude of faith. One that was different from others, a spirit and attitude of faith. So that the valleys and peaks that he went through did not rob him, did not hang him up or bog him down, or give up on the promise and word of God. All those 45 years, he held on to that promise, that word from God. Thinking about that land that he had walked in when he was a spy. Thinking about the land of Hebron as he's going in the wilderness, as he's going around the same mountain in the desert, in the wilderness. Year five, he's thinking, he's remembering the word and promise that God had said that this will be the land. So he's remembering that mountain that he, the land, the Hebron that he explored. He's thinking about that. He's keeping in spirit and attitude of faith. Now, Hebron actually was the place generations before where Abraham had bought a piece of land for to bury Sarah, his wife. And Abraham, Father Abraham, he was buried there as well. So, uh, and then that is the very land that Caleb was exploring. 
So, in a sense, the land that Caleb was now thinking about, was concentrating on, was, was as he was going through the valleys, the peaks, he was thinking about a land that was actually bought for generations before him and was promised to him by God. It's sort of similar, isn't it? Of we, there are things that God has bought for you and has promised for you generations before. And now Hebron as well. Hebron is if you it's actually the city still there one of the most ancient ancient places uh, that's still around. But it's actually described as a place of of hills and valleys. Hills and valleys. So when Caleb was saying give me this mountain Give me this land that was promised. He was really saying, give me the hills and valleys. Give me the, the peaks and valleys because God is with me. And throughout those peaks and valleys, he trusted God. He trusted God. And he said, give me the promise. I want the promise that God has given me. And he did not let it go or give up as he went through peaks and valleys of life. Now, in life, can I say we all, everybody, we all experience highs and lows, peaks and valleys. Sometimes it's like a peak and a valley in the same day is like a peak. And then it's, oh, wow, how am I in a valley already in the same day? But in the midst of the highs and the lows of life, we've we have the opportunity to be like Caleb and have a different spirit and attitude. A spirit and attitude of faith. And what does that look like? That looks like believing God's word. A spirit of faith is believing God's promises, looking at challenges because there are challenges. Jesus even said in this world, you're going to have trials, tribulations, but you look at challenges as opportunities for God to move. That's what Caleb did, didn't he? Not from I can't, but I can because God is with me. That's an attitude of faith. Not, I can't make it, but instead I will overcome. Why? Because God is with me. I can because of God. I'm not, I might not be there yet, but I'm going there. I'm getting to there. God has said that is an attitude of faith. You know, a spirit of faith is, it says this, it's not about me. It's not about what I can bring to the table. It's not about what I got to offer, but it's actually about what Jesus has to offer. It causes having a spirit and attitude of faith. It causes us to have a different perspective as we go through the peaks and valleys of life. Have a God perspective. When you have a different attitude as Caleb did, an attitude of faith, you will not be taken out by the lows of life. And like, there are lows. There are some real lows or challenges that people have gone through. And, uh, you know, on your own, I know so many challenges, they can take people out. If you try and go through those on your own, it can take you out. 
You know, this past year, one of probably one of the lowest points for me was uh, this year, or last year, I should say, we had a miscarriage and, and we, we lost a baby. And this was a low, low part of, of my life. I would say that is, a, that is a valley. And I know many people have experienced that as well. And it was a hard time and low and, and I could have stayed there, right? I could have stayed emotionally there, mentally there. I could have stayed in that low valley. But Natalie and I chose to have a different spirit, a spirit and attitude of faith, of trust in God, his promises, his goodness. And that doesn't mean you don't walk through the grief, the mourning. No, no, no. It means this. It means that as you're walking through the grieving, as you're walking through the loss, as you're walking through the mourning, God is with you. God was with me. God was with Natalie as we were walking through the grieving, the mourning for the loss, the pain, the sorrow. He was with me through the valley. As I walked through it, he was with me and he actually brought healing as well. Today we're, we're believing for, we're believing God for, for a baby now, but we were able to come through, I believe because we had a different spirit. You know, so many people this past year have gone through valleys that have, that could have taken you out, but I want to encourage you to have a different spirit. Have a spirit of faith to trust God and his promises because he is with you. You know, David, he said, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, but a key part in, in that psalm is he, he, he's walking. He's not camping. He kept walking. Not, we're not meant to stay there. What gives the ability to keep walking through the low valleys of life is having an attitude and spirit of faith. When you have different attitude and spirit as Caleb did, you will not get hung up. You will not get bogged down or stuck in the lows of life. You'll walk through them, but we get to walk through them with Jesus. We get to walk through them with the mighty counselor. We get to walk through them with the Prince of Peace. We get to walk through them with Jesus. When you have a different spirit as well, I believe, as Caleb did, you will not get hung up or lose sight in the highs of life. Because Caleb had valleys, he had some peaks, then he had the promise. He didn't confuse the peaks or highs of life for the promise of God. I think at times we can sometimes mislabel the peaks or highs of life as the promise of God. When actually it is just a peak on the way to the promise. Well, like, could you imagine if Caleb stopped at Jordan and be like, this is amazing. I never want to leave this place. The water has parted when the ark went across. No, the peak was just part of the process and the journey to the promise. You know, make, I, at times, like if we make or uh, making the pursuit, the highs of life, 
we lose, I think, we can lose sight of what the promise is. However you may define that. Maybe the highs of life of success or, or prospering in this area or maybe vacation or feeling emotionally this way, emotionally high or that success in this business or having this relationship or whatever it could be. But the highs or peaks of life uh, are, part, uh, are part of God's promise. Absolutely. God is good. He's got good plans for you. And it is on the path that God has for you are peaks and highs of life. But it is not the pursuit that God has for you. Instead, uh, as having a spirit of faith, having a different spirit and attitude causes us to keep moving forward to the call and the purpose that God has on your life. Not getting going all squirrel on the peaks or the highs of life. Because it, God's plan includes the peaks, the highs, the winds of life. But a spirit of faith, an attitude of faith, it keeps us pursuing and focusing the right thing. What is it? Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Life was, not, was, meant, life was meant to be done with Jesus. Life was meant to be done with Jesus. That's our pursuit. Let us have a spirit of faith as we go through the valleys and peaks of life. In 2 Corinthians 4, it says this, And since we have the, the same spirit of faith, according to what was written, I believe and therefore I spoke, we also believe, therefore we speak. Spirit of faith. Caleb had a spirit of faith. And he, when he was at that mountain, man, he spoke. Caleb said, God is with me. He will make a way. Today, no God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. God is for you. Not only is God for you, but as a follower of Jesus, if you made Jesus Lord of your life, or if you're going to at the end of this message, know what? The, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. That, the, that Romans 8, 11 says, but the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The Holy Spirit now lives in you, empowers you, and equips you, and he ain't going nowhere. He's not leaving in valleys and he's not, he's not leaving in peaks. He is with you to lead you and guide you in all truth, to point you to Jesus, to remind you of Jesus. Caleb had a promise he held on to, but now we actually, the Bible says we have a better covenant on better promises through Christ Jesus. These promises that God has given us, where do you find them? In the word of God. These promises are not changed by the peaks and valleys. God's word and promises endure and outlast any valley you can go through. It will keep you grounded any peak that you go for. God's word holds true no matter where you are. You have the promise of God that doesn't change by what's happening around you. Can I say when you have a different spirit, a different attitude, an attitude of faith, as you come to the peaks and valleys, you're not going to be changed or moved. Different spirit, knowing that God 
He's with you. That you have promises of God that do not change by what's happening around you, not what what's ha- not being changed by the economy, not being changed by the situation that you're right in right now, because it is actually set by what Jesus has done. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. As you have a spirit and attitude of faith, you will have God perspective and seeing that God will bring you through. God will cause you to overcome no matter what you're going through. And you can say, give me this mountain. I will have what God has promised. I will have what God has promised. God will give me what he has promised in his word because all of his promises are yes and amen. This year, 2021, let us be as Caleb, where he had a different spirit, a different attitude, one of faith, believing God's word, God's promises, looking at challenges or obstacles or adversity as an opportunity for God to work. Not from a position of I can't, but I can because God is with me. Not I can't make it, but I will overcome because God is with me. That it's not about me, it's not about what I bring to the table, but it's about what Jesus has done, the finished works of Jesus. I wanna encourage you 2021, have a different spirit as you go through the valleys and peaks of this year. So you can say with confidence, Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I will have what God has promised. I will have what God has promised. I believe as you have a different spirit, a spirit of faith, an attitude of faith that uh, can do because God is with you, you will overcome because you have the spirit of God The promises that God has for you will not be shaken off because of that spirit, that attitude of faith, and that you will walk through valleys and peaks with confidence because God is with you. You will walk in the land that God has promised you. Give me this mountain in jesus name now church i want to pray with you as with the first week for 2020 one it's not 2020 anymore it's 2021 and i want to pray with you right now for your year as you go and i believe that as you go through this year with a different spirit a different attitude of faith that you will take this mountain Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person watching and listening. Father, I thank you that you are good. That, Father, that all your promises, they are yes and they are amen. Father, I thank you for courage and faith to arise. God, we recognize that you are with us through the highs and the lows of life, that you will never leave us or forsake us. 
And that though we walk through sometimes the shadow, the valley, the shadow of death, that we can fear no evil because you are with us, that you are our protector, our guide. And Father, I thank you, God, for what you have promised in your word to your people. Father, I thank you for the promises uh, that we have, the better covenant that we have through Jesus. That is not shaken. It is not bogged down by the valleys or the peaks of life, but set by Jesus. So, Father, we, Father, I just ask right now that you would give us this mountain. That, Father, that we would walk in the promises that you have said this year. That we would walk in what you have ordained before the foundation of time that you have prepared for in Jesus. So, Father, I thank you that we will walk in the promise and the fullness of what you have. Father, we thank you that you will give us this mountain. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, church know we love you. God is for you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.